Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Sam, how's your day going today? It's going well, Britt. How are you? Good. Doing really well. It's a good Wednesday and lots of great calls with clients today, so I can't complain. Same. So I can complain a little bit, but I think we are coming up with a solution for some of my complaints. <laughs> um, as with some of your complaints, we've been delegating to each other on things we're not great at for the last year. And I think we're finally in a place where we're ready to hire some true experts and be able to delegate outside of just our partnership. When we talk to our clients, we talk about the fact that you have to be able to wear a lot of hats as a business owner. And I think we've figured out how to do that. Things that we naturally fall into, you know, all of the relationship building and more sales and business development, and you naturally fall into marketing and I naturally fall into operations. But then I think we've been kind of self-teaching a lot of things <laughs> to each other on like, how do we make this work? And I think now we've, we're really at the point in order to take our business to the next level, we have to be willing to reinvest in our business in many ways. One of which is adding the right talent on the bus. We cannot do everything ourselves, nor should we. And I, I always love kind of that saying about if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. And so we really recognize where we have some weaknesses and where we need to bring on some additional talent. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think it was pretty apparent to us right away. The thing that pertains to me is just the marketing side of it. I understand brand story. I understand posting to social media, getting the content out there, writing copy. But darn it, Britt, when it came to editing some of those reels, I was like, I've edited the words out. I've edited my face off. <laughs> All of a sudden, it doesn't match. And we were like, who could do this? And it turns out every single person 25 and younger can actually do that. <laughs> they know how to edit those things. It doesn't take them four hours. And spoiler alert, they're not editing it in the app, which was <laughs> my main problem. So we did, um, we did hire a marketing intern. I can't remember if we've said that on the podcast before, but she's fantastic. She's from UW-Madison um, and just such a great addition to our team. And she's really started to put together some amazing content for social for us and, and also helped me feel much older than I am by showing me how easy it is to do some of those simple tasks. <laughs> Yeah, she's a great addition. We've got a couple of folks that are working for us in, you know, part-time kind of contractor capacities to help with our business development. But we're going to bring on our first full-time W-2 employee here soon. We need a full-time kind of administrative operations director. So we're really excited about that hire coming down the pipeline too. I think you must be very excited because a lot of that falls on you. And I mean, that's got to feel great to go, okay, I'm going to empty this whole bucket and just hand it over to somebody else and have my time back. Yeah, I'm excited for that piece. So that's marketing, that's operations. I think the other piece that we recognized 
pretty early on that we couldn't just put band-aids on is all of the financial stuff, right? We had to get a bookkeeper. We had to get a payroll company. We have accountants. We have financial advisors. We have a whole team of people that are really helping bring the financial picture together for us. I think that's a great segue into our guest today because he has helped us in more ways than I think a traditional wealth advisor would. I would love to welcome to the podcast, Dominic Scarpelli, wealth advisor with Northwestern Mutual. Hi, good afternoon. How's everyone doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. It's a finally beautiful day outside. Um, you know, just enjoying it. Great Wednesday. Awesome. Well, we are thrilled to have you today and you've been a great friend and advisor to us and we're excited for you to share your wealth of knowledge today with with our listeners. You know, the thing that I want to dive into first, Sam kind of teed it up here that you're a little bit different than kind of a traditional advisor. You have a lot to offer. You've been a huge sounding board for Sam and I, but what differentiates you from other wealth advisors in your industry? Yeah, I could probably break it down into two or three categories. Uh, but first off, I, I want to say thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to talk to the audience and hopefully I can provide something. People can get some takeaways from it. So um, be helpful where, where I can be. But yeah, what really differ differentiates us, I'd, I'd probably break it down to three. Uh, one, one category being the company itself, right? The reason I chose to actually partner with Northwestern Mutual and run my financial planning practice under the umbrella of Northwestern Mutual's wealth management services and also brokering their insurances is, is because they are the top firm in the country and they have been for about 150 years. You know, being on top performer on the risk management side, top five broker, independent broker on the wealth management side, our office alone in, in here in Atlanta is north of 24 billion in assets under management. Um, and we just keep having record year-over-year -year growth on both insurances and investments. So I would say one, one, it's Northwestern Mutual. The fact that they are a, you know, company that is owned by the people, not a you know stock shareholder company, um, something that keeps them independent and allows them to come to the marketplace with you know best of best of class. Um, secondarily, probably the technology or the fact that we do comprehensive planning. So kind of similar to what Sam alluded to is that we're not. Uh, just investment advisors. We don't just consider investment performance. We you know, look at tax mitigation. We look at um, safe havens for being able to shelter money from um, you know, Uncle Sam or just from market exposure. You know, so most people don't want every dollar they have exposed to the market. They want to be able to make sure their money grows, but also not take the risk involved with it, right? So um, especially business owners, people who need to warehouse capital on the sidelines. Um, so just different types of planning and thinking outside of the box, outside of the norm, right? So we take all of that into account and build a comprehensive plan uh, that is really tailored to your specific goals, your vision. What do you want to have happen with your planning? And then we map it out for you. Uh, and then third uh, would be us, my team. So I... I've been in the wealth management space with Northwestern for about five years. Before that, uh, I was in financial, the financial space in the medical field. And now that I'm here with Northwestern, what's been really great is I've been able to be a business owner and hire uh, more folks. So very <laughs> uh, pertinent to what you were just talking about, bringing on staff, uh, growing out the team is, is important to us. So I'm having you know, my team, my operations director learn 
uh, and get their certifications like CHFCs, their CLTCs, their CLUs. So they're more knowledgeable on insurance products and investment products in the market. I myself, obviously being a fiduciary, getting my CFP and working towards different designations or different alphabet letters behind my name. Uh, all of the above, it, it just allows us to, again, bring and put our best foot forward for clients uh, because we have best of class in all categories on the wealth management side. So, I think that's so interesting because it can be really intimidating, first of all, seeing all those letters, not knowing what they're standing for. <laughs> and then I think too, when you're looking at investing, you know, you wait for long enough to feel like you have enough money to invest. And then when you start to look at all of your options, it can be very intimidating to choose. And I know as I talk to people we're working with and then younger people that, you know, we're hiring and that we have doing different things, there's a big question of when is the right time, who is the right group. So if you could just walk us through the types of clients that you typically work with, what is your client base? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I would, I would say my client base is probably a little different um, than most of uh, most starting advisors or most younger advisors in the in the career um and one of just to kind of back up here one of the greatest parts about being with northwestern is if someone doesn't kind of fit my mold right or the people that i'm looking to bring on i can introduce them to a different person in our network who i know would be an expert in that field right or you know can can better uh, better equipped to handle that specific situation so we can kind of bring our best foot forward but <clears throat> as far as my team and what we're looking to work with and most of our client base is made up of would be business owners um, because there's a lot of different avenues that we can help uh, out in it could be a just starting business an established business closely held or a large corporation uh, business owners are uh, the largest uh, segment of our client base and then I would say people who are in the emerging affluent uh, range because of the, the value and the importance that we provide uh, around tax mitigation, the ability to get access to certain tools and resources, you have to go through a firm like us. And if you're making above a certain income level, most people just don't know that these things exist. Um, like you said before, there is too much stuff out there. Um, to educate yourself on, let alone, you know, run your own family, run your own business and work for nine to 12 hours a day, trying to take advantage of all the other different tax tools and investment tools and everything is just not, uh, not something people can spend their time doing. So just educating people on these different um, uh, higher net worth individuals and higher net worth tools that people can use to mitigate their taxes. So that, that business owners and probably people making above Two to three hundred thousand uh, dollars would be like the ideal in terms of like being able to take advantage of the most uh, most tools and resources that we have. But really, anybody because there's no starting point. I mean, people need to just start. Right? You know that to your point. That's what holds a lot of people back. Is do I wait till I have fifty thousand dollars? Do I wait till I have ten grand? What do I do? How much do I put in? And what vehicles do I put it into? Um, so our team is more than happy to take any call with any person, meet them where they are, like wherever they are now, meet them where they are now, educate them what tools are available to them, make sure that they're taking advantage of them. And then, you know, maybe that we can actually do the full money management later down the line, right? I can give advice. I can give, tell you what to do without actually charging you for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I'd rather do it for free and provide value and then hopefully 
down the line when you need something, you can come back to us. I think there's a lot of synergy between what you do and what we do. And two points you just made that I love is, you know, you're looking to provide value, to add value to people. And at the end of the day, that's what Sam and I really care about and why we stress, you know, working with a franchise consultant, you should feel like we're adding value to you. And then the second thing you said that was really interesting on why you're with Northwestern Mutual is same reason we're with IFPG. You know, we have a certain profile of people that we typically work with. They're looking for semi-absentee ownership. They're diversifying their portfolio. They're already business owners or they want to be business owners. They already have money invested in the market and or real estate. So they're looking at it more from a financial strategy standpoint. But then we get people that are looking to kind of buy a job, if you will. And then that's where we can refer them to our clients that focus more or our, our uh, counterparts, I should say, that focus more on that. So I love some of those synergies that we have in what we do and what you do. I agree. That's a, exactly. Put uh, If you need to outsource, great. Bring it, like you said, build a team and have the right people available for your clients. It's important. Yep, definitely. So when you're talking to your clients about investments, how does franchising fit in for you in those conversations for their portfolio? Franchising is something that comes up in, gosh, probably 75, 85% of the conversations I have. Um, because like you said, people are diversifying their overall portfolio. They probably already have a pretty significant investment portfolio in the stock market. They might have some real estate. Uh, you know, they might have some safe money in cash and it's like, like, what else, what else do I do <laughs> instead of just these things? And I'm already taking advantage of what else is there? Right. Um, so when we think of, um, uh, wealth or, or, or how to, how to break down wealth, we do three different categories, home run money, aggressive money, safe money, home run money, kind of liken it to like that baseball analogy where, you know, you swing for the fences, you might hit it big and it might be a really significant source of cash flow, um, you know, or a significant source of income for you, or you might strike out, right? Business ownership would probably be along those lines, even though it uh, could be a calculated risk, it still is considered home run money because it could be a considerable source of, uh, of cash flow and wealth for you. Aggressive money, think things like tied to the stock market. That's that second category uh, or real estate, right? It's ebbs and flows up and down. So people are you know, looking to put money there and they have money there and it probably would be a very significant source of retirement income or maybe it would help fund their business in the future, but that's aggressive money. And then safe category, cash, certificates of deposit, low yielding, highly taxable, generally speaking, um, or for people in the franchising industry, uh, we would consider safe money, uh, like that operating capital that they would need to have to start the business or to hire employees or to keep the business growing. Um, so it's just where do we fit in as we help with, you know, organizing and making sure all those three different categories are running uh, in the most efficient manner. And then also you're taking advantage of all the tools and resources available uh, in those categories. But we would consider franchising in that home run category, uh, but an incredible use of the dollar. I love that description, the home run category, because when you find the right franchise, it really does feel like a home run for sure. And I've been 
watching a lot of eight U baseball this summer. So <laughs> I know I know nothing about home runs, a lot about doubles. Just kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> we love that you do discuss franchising with your clients and how often that there's a synergy between our businesses, which is why we're talking today. So when you mention franchising, what's some common pushback that you're getting from clients who probably just haven't even considered it? What are you hearing? Startup capital. That's a big one. Um, is finding or having the startup capital is probably the largest uh, seed money, right? Where, where, was there, where does that come from? Um, do I go to a bank to get it? Do I need to have really good credit? You know, do I already do I pull from my existing investments? Do I sell out of different shares to fund this? So forth, so on. Uh, that's probably what we see the most, and then that's why putting a comprehensive plan together is important. And it we can talk to people. Hey, here's the tax burden if you do this. Here's the situation if you do this route. Which one would you rather go? So it's more of like a consultant based uh, relationship around that. But definitely seed money. I'm getting started. And then, honestly, the second one is probably the work, the workload, the fear that if they do something like that, their workload is going to be uh, pretty significant and they won't have the time to do their current job. So they're a little nervous to do that transition. Uh, but again, you guys are more experts in that field than I am. So I'm sure there's plenty of, or there, I know there are plenty of uh, franchise opportunities where both of those concerns can be mitigated. And I think that's where, you know, it comes into play that we work together with you, with our clients to say, okay, here are the different buckets. Here's the strategies. Here's what you need to get to from a financial standpoint in order to be able to invest this amount. And then we're really honest with our clients about, you know, it's going to take more of your time than just putting money in the market and having you manage their money for them. So we really try to be transparent with people about that um, because we don't want anybody walking into it being undercapitalized or underprepared and extremely overwhelmed. So I'm glad that, you know, we're having the same type of conversations with our clients. Absolutely. I mean, you think about it, most people who are, you know, with, with, who are, I'm talking to that are wanting to get into the franchising market. I mean, many of those people are at the top of their regular career, right? They want to create, like you said, that passive income stream where they don't have to really work a ton for it, but also, hey, maybe that'll take over their current career income stream. And you know, for the right, the right model and the right uh, franchise, it's, a, it's an incredible way to do that. And also, you get some pretty significant tax breaks as a business owner as well. So there's, uh, there's other pieces to that that might help out financially. Definitely. Yep. That's a big piece of what we talk about too. So you have had a lot of success helping people grow their net worth, but we all know that we get clients that just don't listen, don't take our <laughs> advice. As much as we beg that they do, there's always a couple of clients that don't. And then that typically creates horror stories. So tell us what is a scenario where someone didn't take your advice. What did that look like? What happened? Ooh, um, <laughs> there are there are a couple, but most of those are risk management related um, because people just didn't do proper estate planning um, and proper um, life insurance planning. Those are probably the, the most common that I have uh, in my short career here so far, <laughs> or shorter career here at Northwestern. But um, one really sticks out. Uh, so I'll, I'll 
changed the name, but I was introduced to a guy named Mark uh, in, through another client of mine. And Mark and I uh, were starting to do some work on like personal uh, insurances and personal investments. And he worked for his father's company as a transportation trucking company. Um, his father had remarried um, him and his uh, stepmom, you know, Mark's stepmom were uh, got along cordially and everything was great there. Um, but his dad was like super adamant about not, I don't know why, but not doing an estate plan. And he said, business is going to pass down to Mark. Everything's going to be great. Father passed away uh, unexpectedly and nothing was put into writing. Um, we had talked about it multiple times. I even sent over estate planners for him to connect with. Nothing happened. Um, there was no buy-sell agreement, no operating agreement, no insurance in place. Uh, the business actually passed to his stepmom and she ended up selling the business and he's still an employee for the business, but has zero ownership. And his father basically was like, and she basically ran away with most of the money or she's doing whatever she's doing now. I have no idea, but yeah. So Mark, his wife, his kids kind of cut out of the business ownership picture um, all because they didn't take the steps on the front end to do the prudent planning. So that was, that's probably the worst one. Um, that's a, that's a big impact. But again, I mean, that, that was, something you you lay it out there you tell everybody what to do and then they have to take action on it um which family stuff family dynamics sometimes is difficult <laughs> you know with that but you know it happens yeah you can lead a horse to water but if they don't want to drink the water you can't convince yes. them how great the water is <laughs> so exactly. you have to taste it yeah that's definitely something i just had a client whose mother passed away and, and left absolutely oh. no will and testament. Mm. So there was nothing. And he was out of commission for like two weeks trying to sort through everything as the eldest child and the child that lived closest. So I completely understand that. I think those are the hard things. They're the things you don't want to think about, right? You don't want to think mm -hmm. about what happens when you're not here. The fun stuff is how much money can we grow together? What can we do with that money? How can I keep that money away from the government and have as much <laughs> exactly. of it for myself as possible? So yeah. When we talk to you, you know, you've spent a considerable amount of your career in wealth advising, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's at Northwestern Mutual or, or on the medical side. So for you, what is your personal and compelling reason to choose this path? What really drove you in that direction? I, I would say that I, I think about my family, um, and I mean, current family, yes, and my wife and hopefully future kids. But I think about how improper planning in my extended family has led to significant financial hardship for them um, and how it kind of instilled in me a really strong work ethic um, and wanting to be impactful, not only in our, my, my personal life and my family, but with other people, like the lack of the lack of financial knowledge and last financial literacy is, is kind of shocking um, in a lot of uh, areas. So being able to, you know, provide that level of education and clarity and peace of mind for people is, is huge. Um, I mean, there, I, I can think of nothing greater than like someone coming to me and saying, you know, I want you to be, or I trust you to be the CFO, so to speak of my family's planning or of my business planning. I mean, it's, it's massive. I mean, that's such an honor to be able to have that happen. Um, 
and it's it's great to experience it. So then that has happened so far. And so I said more of that would be great. <laughs> so that that is really what is the compelling reason behind uh, you know making that impact uh, in people's lives. I love that. Every time we talk to our clients, we're like, "What's your personal compelling reason for wanting to explore?" franchising. And I think any type of business ownership or entrepreneurship or people's why oftentimes ties back to family. So I have to imagine throughout your career, your personal life, at some point you got a great piece of advice that's always stuck with you. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? <laughs> um, so I, I think long and hard about this one. Um, no, I, probably just two words. My dad, when I was younger, and this is a football thing, but he, and I remember this, I don't even know why I still remember it, but I, I probably repeat this self to myself every day. It's discipline and intensity. So if you approach anything in life, you know, have, be disciplined about it. Like make sure you are organized and disciplined and regulated and make sure it's something, and then have some passion and, and intensity, right? Be get into it and enjoy it, like dive into it and experience it. And, you know, whether that's financially related, business related, you know, personal life, whatever, um, you know, do things with discipline and intensity. Um, so I don't know if that's really advice, but it's just a cool motto that I've always lived by, but that would be probably the, uh, the biggest one that sticks out. I bet it's driven you in a lot of ways and your success and where you are now. And I do think it can translate into anything, anything at all that you do in life. I think that's a really good motto and piece of advice. Yeah, yeah I'm stealing that and telling my son <laughs> because I feel like we have intensity down. I think discipline is lacking. So we can get he's, he's not alone in that boat. He's not alone in that boat for sure. Uh, my wife says, well, Brooke always says, my wife, she says that, um, you know, you do a lot of things, you start a lot of things and you're really, really passionate about them and you only stick with a few of them, but at least you try them all. Like you try, like I'll get into all these little hobbies and stuff. And she's like, you know, there's only a couple that you've really stuck with, but you've, you go, you go full bore when you, when you want to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. That is fantastic. Well, Thank you so much for joining us today. And we will put your email address in the podcast description. So if oh, any great. of our guests are looking for an amazing wealth advisor that we can personally vouch for, you are it and you are the king of creative solutions. We <laughs> so appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you both for having me. I really enjoyed the time and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.